Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 300 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com just for discovering Trek listeners. Fansets, our pins have character. Good day, DT listeners. Sarah and Casey here, and this is Discovering Trek Enterprise. Welcome to the first frontier. We two cheese sharers with Portos are back to chit-chat about another episode of Enterprise. This is the first full series watch through for Sarah, and it's a rewatch for me. Today we're talking about Shuttle Pod 1. This episode originally showed up on the airways or your cable box almost 20 years ago on February 13th, 2002. So, in the last two decades, you haven't watched this episode. Please do so, like now. I mean, it's not like you're still waiting for season two of Firefly, right? <laughs> you can put us on pause, Fire Up Parent Plus, Amazon Prime, Netflix, Physical Desk, whatever, and watch the claustrophobic odd couple of Shuttle Pod 1. And then come on back here and listen to us drink on duty as our hair and nails continue to grow. Hope you enjoyed our non-warning spoiler warning. Bottoms up. Well, before we discuss ShuttlePod 1, 1, 1, 1, we want to take this moment to remind you that we like to hear from our listeners about their thoughts on everything Enterprise. So how can cadets to captains get in touch with us with their thoughts on the first season of Star Trek Enterprise? Well, Sarah, our listeners have a virtual smorgasbord of ways they can contact us. If you're looking to send us a message, you have the following options to do just that. You can tweet us, where? Twitter, of course at Discovering Trek. On Facebook, just search for Discovering Trek and message us there. You can also go to trekgeeks.com slash contact and leave us an email or a video message. You can also leave us a voicemail by visiting the website and clicking on the big blue button. Though you need to remember, any comments you leave us might be used in future episodes of Discovering Trek. Now that is that, that is the way, stop. What do you like for your pie? <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> oh, man. Why is my dog barking in the background? What a dink. <laughs> so for my six slices, I give this five and a half Ella mode. <gasps> Holy. The most I've given an episode yet, I believe. Moly. I, you're, yeah. I loved Holy. it. You mowed down. Almost the entire tin. Good for you. I was hungry. I wanted my pie. (laughs) It was a pizza pie. And it had. Tell me, tell me. Pepperoni, Mm. chorizo, Mm. jalapenos, Mm. mushrooms, Mm. green peppers, Mm. thin crust, 900 Mm -hmm. degree wood fired. Mm. (sighs) Holy cow. I say we just pause this and go get pizza. <laughs> Let's go get some pizza. Yeah. Good, that's what... I actually have a pizza upstairs waiting for me for after this recording. And I'm, <laughs> if this seems like a rushed episode and I'm talking really fast, it's because I really want to eat my pizza. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. We'll keep it short. It'll be a, a two minute episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. All right. Well, I tell you, I gave it four and a half slices a la mode. Uh, All right. So far. Yeah. This was a, a really kind of fun lifeboat in space, odd couple episode. And we got, we got character driven character yeah. development. And yeah. that was absolutely wonderful. I enjoyed that. Take it. What, I'll take it. What you, what you might enjoy or what you might not enjoy coming next. <laughs> <laughs> Rhyming. Mm. Mm, yes. It's, this is the highlight of my week. Every single time I need more in my life. <laughs> I wonder how, uh, I wonder if we're getting any, um, people adding up on our uh, Twitter there with the uh, call out. I, I have a feeling it's, it's going to be, we're going to be fine. We're going <laughs> to cruise on into season two, do our own thing. No pressure. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> but we'll find out who knows there, there may be a rush coming soon, but oh boy. since we might not be doing it in season two, here we go. We'll continue for season one. And here is the lyrical recap, everyone. Well, here we go. Let's have some fun talking about what transpires in ShuttlePod 1. With no sensors or comm system, they are limping along. They have to look out through the window to see what's going on. Reed and Trip, back early from targeting scanner tests, are looking for Enterprise at set coordinates. Thinking the crew are all lost to an asteroid disaster, the boys try to think of where to go and how to get there faster. What we know that the lads don't is that all is well. The Enterprise rescued the Tesnians after a docking attempt went to hell. As the day's worth of air fritters away, Trip busies with work while Malcolm records all he can say. Reed hallucinates a rescue and almost a kiss, but with a Vulcan smell, you know something is amiss. The boys bicker and fight like an old married couple. Micro-singularities poke holes in the pod that they must patch on the double. The fellas drink bourbon to try and stay warm, talk about life, family, and children yet to be born. The writing about to Paul is really quite crass. Yep, there's a scene with the guys talking about her ass. Malcolm admits he doesn't let anyone get emotionally close. He is guarded and aloof, more than morose. It looks like they are about to suffocate and die, so they decide to blow up the engine to create a flash in the night sky. Fade to black and now back in sick bay. Malcolm's not sure if it's reality. Safe they will stay. Reed tries to charm to Paul, a bit out of the blue. The Vulcan shows absolutely zero interest, proving the rescue is true. And there you go. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and that was such a great reminder of why I didn't give this six out of six. The forced over-the-top sexualization of T'Pol. Can we stop <sighs> for a hot freaking minute and leave the woman alone and let her character be the amazing character that we know that she is? Right, yeah. Her uh, F sakes, people. It That was stunningly bad to me. Oh, not, not just, I was like, really? First, we had her, you know, face planting into the captain oh. in the previous episode unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. And then we have this and it's like, what's next? Someone going to smack her butt when she walks across the bridge? Like, give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I've oh. watched ahead a few episodes and I know it doesn't get any better. So it's like, 
spoiler alert, but Sarah gets angry again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, right, rightfully uh, so in certain stuff with such a really good episode. So yeah, they, they screwed the pooch with that whole little thing right there. So I'm going to, you know, it's like, all right, I'm not going to pretend that doesn't exist, but I, for enjoying the rest of the episode, I kind of do just go glance over that scene yeah. and go, you know what? Don't, don't want it in my head. Don't just need it. We're adults. Pretend it didn't exist. And everything else about this episode is pretty, pretty great. Right. Oh yeah. my gosh. Thinking about this and, you know, diving right into, what do you think? Transporter thoughts? Should we do it? I think that that would be acceptable. Yes. <laughs> Most excellent. Right on, Ted. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, Sarah? What do you think about the the interactions with Reed and Tucker in their, their little lifeboat in space? I really enjoyed it because it seemed to me to be so realistic to how different people will react to situations like this. and as I watched it, it made me ask myself, like, which one of them would I be? And I think as a Gemini, I'd be a little bit of both. And I think it would flip flop. Mm. Like in the beginning, I'd be very optimistic and like, we're going to be fine. Like, we're going to figure it out. It's all good. Like, let's not start writing our goodbyes just yet. But then there would be a point too, where I've become less optimistic and more realistic. Mm -hmm. And just like, okay, maybe I should just have a little bit of a backup plan. So maybe I'm going to just like <laughs> jot a few things down casually if no one's yeah. looking. You know, they, they were the extremes of both ends, but that's what made the episode good because you have to have that friction and mm-hmm. you have to show that people that are so different can still work together to get through a, a situation like this. There you go. And there's alcohol. So, I mean, it, it, me and Haley on that thing, could you imagine <laughs> which one would be which? Haley would be writing all the... the notes. I'd be the trip. Wouldn't we just get I, sloshed? I don't think anybody, either the, either of you would be writing notes or working on the ship. That bourbon is gone immediately. Yeah. Talking about Phlox's bomb yeah. or Porthos' cute little bomb. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Spin it around. It's like, yeah. oh, Tucker needs to do some squats. Yeah. Archer needs a beard. Put a beard on it. <laughs> there you go. Man, th- on this read, we find out a ton about what's going on with him now. In the past, you know, hanging out at Starfleet in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, seem, seems to think of himself as kind of a ladies' man, but that's a complete front because he knows he just can't uh, give yeah. so much of himself that he dooms a lot of relationships right away. Mm-hmm. And then... I think, what do you think about this with the writing on here that I thought the production staff kind of lightened up the relationship between Reed and his parents? Because he says in this, hey, you know, um, you were you were on your way moving back to Malaysia. I guess you probably didn't get the two letters that I sent you because Captain had told me, you know, you didn't even know what I was doing on the ship. So I kind of felt they were doing something there. Yeah, to make up for the awkwardness of that previous. I liked that. That's a, that's a small little thing that just kind of kind of puts a little bow on 
something previous that left kind of like, was it, did someone just kind of fall asleep and forget, forget to write the rest of that? Or was that intentional or, or is that just a throwaway thing? Right. Yeah. It seems a little more thoughtful here. And it's like, okay, his parents aren't jerks and he's, he's not really a a jerk, but he's just guarded and, and aloof, I think. And so that can create some friction. It can create distance in a relationship but it seems like it's not purposeful. Yeah. What did you think about how in this episode, we're kind of led to believe that Malcolm has a, maybe a little crush on to Paul and Trip was playing it up as like, Oh my God, why of all people, when we've been kind of led to believe that it was him that had a thing, like, do they both mm-hmm. have to have a thing for like, there's how many women on this ship? Like, give me a break. Maybe it's because she's an alien. So it makes it all that much more like strange new worlds. Yeah. Part of that seemed like, Hey, you know, if we don't have to hire another actor that Reed might be interested in for the, you know, the, the fantasy wake up scene in sick bay. Great. Okay. Hey, just, just make it to Paul. Um, yeah, I think Tucker is playing it up in his head because I think the little nugget of he does like her and he's a little, I think he's a little, and maybe I'm reading far too much into this, but a little ticked off that someone else is interested in her as well. And then starts, you know, talking about her physicality. And and so what I'm hoping in Tucker is like, he's just trying to play it off. It's like to get to a different subject mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Hey, we're dying in here. We're pounding the bourbon. I don't want you because what was it? Tucker already said, Oh, there was this waitress in San Francisco and reads all. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh, her. Yeah. I've, I, I know her. I knew her many times and it was like, uh, Oh God. So on this, in my head canon, it's that, Tucker is just trying to t- move the subject along. And like, you're right. It, uh, an overreaction because it's kind of the, uh, I don't like her. No, you can't make me like her. I don't, I don't need to say that. Yeah. Um, I do very much like how now this is, which is kind of interesting. So Tucker doesn't know if Hoshi or Mayweather are like 24 or 25. Doesn't know their exact age. Okay, no big deal. But I love how they kind of just dive from that into, hey, Hoshi saved our asses on many occasion. And there's that upfront recognition of the crew, the staff. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, these these two guys who think basically everybody's dead and then facing their own, own mortality it was nice to see them talking about some others and Hey, yeah. it, you know, like, uh, what did you think about that question? When Rachel, if, if you thought, think, do you think if the captain was here, he'd feel guilty for what happened to the crew? Right. That's and, a right? deep, deep thoughts. Ooh. Cause that opens up everything. Yeah. And seeming seemed to be that would be a much more philosophical discussion that could have gone on further in, in the pod. Uh, the pod 
let's discuss kind of a little bit here, a nice selection of emergency rations. <laughs> right? Chilean sea bass? I mean, that, okay, mashed potatoes and, and meatloaf. Fine. But in that microwave, God, could it cook slower? It takes like two and a half seconds to properly yeah. cook a full meal. It's like, we don't have time for this. We only have eight eight days worth of air. Chop, chop, hubba, hubba. Um, I, that was, <laughs> I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. Because if those are your emergency rations, those are fantastic emergency rations. That's it. I and, agree. And to go with it, all right, Sarah, if you are, let's say, traveling along and your car and you've gone someplace and you got a gift for a friend and you put it in your car and then like, do you forget that the gift is in the car and then you're stuck in a snowbank and all of a sudden you see the wrapped gift and you're like, Oh, here's a, here's a real expensive bottle of bourbon and two nice glasses. I just left them here. I forgot about it. I don't forget. Stuff like that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I fact, don't. And I was like, Duh. who who goes back after each little shuttle pod mission? Don't they <laughs> they clean it? Don't they nope. check things out? Nope. No one's vacuuming it. Nothing. Because yeah, I mean, if there's a bottle of bourbon just sitting there, and I'm thinking lower decks, it's like, oh, see, it's like, oh no, Captain, sorry, never saw it. Don't know. I, I don't forget that there's possibly one smarty in the couch <laughs> and I'll go for it. I don't care. <laughs> don't waste. <laughs> waste not, want not. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Also question for you on here. The, the evolution of, of Reed on the enterprise where he's saying, I, you know, I used to be this, I used to be this, but gosh, these now all these people that I cared about are dead. Do you, do you think this is like a rebirth possibly for parts of his character so that the writers can do different things with him in the future? No, (laughs) no, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it almost as like, I hope not because I mean, Malcolm's Malcolm and that's who he is and sure that an event like this is going to have an effect on people for a short term but people usually revert back to their basic ways of being and if he's a private person or if he's a closed off person it's going to take more things happening and more relationships forming I think that this will be a bit of a but don't let's not have him change overnight like what they did with Hoshi's character, where one day mm-hmm. she's got a slug, the next day she's kicking butt. Like it's I need to you need something a bit more realistic, in my opinion, because people like that, that's I don't think that it's set up normal. I don't like when TV shows make people like him seem odd for not being open to people all the time and mm-hmm. and and overly loquacious about their personal life. And because I'm not like that at work or with some people I'm very select with the people that get to know like a lot about me right so and I don't think that's weird I think that's just me so why should I have Mm -hmm. to change it right so I hope that we get more of them because it was nice to get a little bit of just it makes you care about the character and it makes you want them to survive through the series or or, you know do stuff but I don't think we need to just change them overnight so that now he's like walking down the hallway like high-fiving everybody and planning dates and asking people you know that's not we don't need that. Not yet. I Season two. You. There you <laughs> go. I 
I hope that this this little emotional. I mean, he's very emotional at the end in the sick bay. He's like, you know, about to cry. I thought you were all dead. That it opens him up enough where, like you said, it isn't this drastic 180 change, but then there's growth, character growth. Of yeah. How things in real life happen where, you know, a traumatic event can definitely change your perspective. And maybe on this of going, gosh, we really are in a very dangerous situation here. Yeah. Not knowing anything really of what yeah. we're doing out here. So maybe getting a little closer with the people who I've said I care about. And now I'm thrilled that they're alive. Mm-hmm. And then give, gives the writers some more stuff to do with that man. I didn't really like that at the end of the episode, he tests to Paul with that whole heroics thing. I don't think that that's very much his character's style. I think that, I think Malcolm wouldn't, would recognize a fantasy versus shocking reality and, and not try and push that envelope, but maybe it's, maybe this is a sign that they are going to make them totally different. I don't know. I was just kind of like, don't fall for it to Paul walk away. <laughs> and she like just rolled her eyes and left. And I was like, yeah. 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 I, I definitely saw that as more just a writing device for, yeah. for the viewer of, yeah. you know, Oh, are, are we sucker in you in the, again, that this is another fantasy and you know, the boys. So, you know, the boys actually didn't survive. Mm. And, you know, this is the last thing with synopsis flying off in his brain and like, no, okay. It, yeah. It was wonderful that she's like, no, yeah. dude, no, it's like, <laughs> I got, I got stuff to do and none of yeah. it involves you. The more I watch this show, the more protective I become of her. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, rightfully so. Absolutely. Well, a very good character episode. And once again, this is where I think we've talked about it multiple times where that would be amazing if in this first season that character driven episodes like this were interspersed a little more often earlier in the run so we care and i can start to start to see where i think the season's getting better <laughs> than it started off thank god yeah so, i think so the episodes to me are getting better and better there's a few more cringy moments than there was in the beginning but i'll i'll take a couple of cringe for some of this character development that we're getting right absolutely i hear you know it's you know it's not cringy oh i think i know but you tell us it's the pins that you can get at band sets. That's right. Oh my gosh. Here we go. Discovering Trek listeners. We want to thank band sets for being the exclusive sponsor on Discovering Trek. The band sets crew are constantly working to put out the best product available and to come up with new designs and product releases. There are more wonderful new products out right this moment. There's the amazing anniversary pins for Enterprise, TOS, and the Voyage Home, character pins from your favorite series, amazing full-size and mini Delta pins, and of course, some wonderful non-Trek items like Lost in Space, Scooby-Doo, Ultraman, and the Big Bang Theory. There are hundreds of pins and accessories for you at fansets.com. So right after listening to us, Go to fansets.com, 
scroll along all the amazing pins offered, load up your cart, and enter the special code word Discovering Trek in all caps with no spaces at checkout for an amazing 10% off your entire order. Don't forget, if you are in the US of A and spend more than $30, you will also get free shipping. Fan sets, our pins have character. And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. End scene. <laughs> All right. Is that what do we have cooking? Do we smell anything savory, sweet? It smells is, like an electrical fire. This <laughs> toast. Oh, bird test, chocolate test. Um. Yeah, chef, chef's added it once again, and I I think the special of the day here is we're, we're going to start ourselves off with with a question for both of us. But I ask I ask of you, Sarah, mm. in dangerous and life threatening episodes like this, uh, do you buy into the high stakes plot, or because the participants are series regulars, you know they won't die? So there's a bit of eh. Good question. With this, with the Star Trek universe, I don't expect it. Because I only ever can think of Tasha Yar as a good example of somebody that I wasn't expecting to go so fast. Um, And then I could just be drawing a blank on other characters. But personally, I'm pretty pretty stuck on the fact that that's one of the the major ones. And if if something like that had gone through... DS9, Voyager, Discovery, like all these different, if they kept doing mm-hmm. that kind of thing, then I would go into this show maybe thinking, but it's not The Walking Dead. You know, like some series, Game of Thrones, you know, don't mm-hmm. fall in love too much because you never know how long they're going to last. So when they do this and it takes, it does take away from it. It does. And and I'm and it's not even on, on Star Trek. I've seen it on other series too that I've watched that are of the same type of genre where I'm like, oh, okay, well, can't wait to find out how they get out of it because they're going to get out of it. But I think that like, and I'm not just not to say anything against the characters or the actor or the show, but I think it would have been pretty badass if one of them died in that pod because mm-hmm. the drama that would come out of that of being the survivor, having to witness that and the character development that that would do and the way it would affect the crew. What a way to make that show a bit darker. But I like a darker series sometimes. And so maybe that's just me being morbid. But I, I I would hate to say, I wouldn't even know which one I'd want to say should go. But I thought that if that happened, whoo, you just shocked me as a fan and get me really wanting to watch now, like even more, because that's horrifying. And mm-hmm. the PTSD that could come from that and the just the general effect it would have on the whole ship. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought that could have been a really cool thing to do, but it's like if if it had been just Malcolm and some no namer, yeah. then for sure, right? You know the red shirt's gonna go. Like it's, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like whenever you see somebody that you're like, oh, I've never seen this guy before. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you and that's that's unfortunate too because that can be a, you know, or what if they put a no namer in with one of the main characters and the main character was the one that died and the no namer was introduced as possibly being a new character. Like what a cool thing that would be. Yeah. I'm writing my own goddamn show. (laughs) I like it. You're getting all the spoilers now. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, With, with actors signing, you know, seven year contracts, part of, part of that really destroys the, the drama and then the, Mm -hmm. 
the threat of, of what's going on there. And unless they're having an absolutely awful work experience or something personal yeah, happens and right. Or the producers yeah. are like, this person is a jerk. They're yeah. out of here. Um, you don't get that. I, you know, every once in a while it was like, Hey, I'm lost. When, when people weren't doing great with the production crew, guess what? Your character is gone. Mm-hmm. So see ya. And that, that's part of, for a lot, you're right. A lot of series is, okay, we, we know they're, they're not dying, but what if, oh, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, and I hate it when shows that tease that someone major is going to die. Like, oh, you got to watch in two weeks. And it's like, why mm-hmm. are you telling, why are you rooting the surprise? Cause they mm-hmm. want to generate people to, to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you really ruined that. I've, I've seen that happen a couple of times and that, really frosts my cookies. Well, yeah, because then you know, it's like, oh, okay, something, instead of getting that great surprise yeah. and the, that what the F moment. Yeah, like, like okay. a trailer, like get ready to say goodbye to one of your favorite characters. Who could it be? Mm-hmm. And it's like the Grey's Anatomy, like, you know, or some show like that. Like I've seen them do that before and you're like, oh, cool. So I guess in three weeks time, a real disaster episode is going to happen and now you want me to watch and of course i fall for it so i'm just kind of extra mad being like screw you (laughs) not only did you annoy me but now i'm watching so you've won like i don't want you to know that i'm watching now (laughs) gray's anatomy is that now named after their hair color instead of the character because it's been on so long (laughs) good one oh okay so here show but if if tucker had gone up and sacrificed himself (gasps) That see right there, I was like, holy, holy moly, that yeah. would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you find his t- evil twin, Chip Tucker. So you can bring back the actor because you know we've you loved him. And yep. he could be like the Thomas Riker, you know, you could be like the Hey, their their transporter is not fantastic right now. There could be, you know, stuff in the buffer array that's just sitting yeah. there and they go, oh. Oh, we had no chip. idea. And it's that like twisty mustache. <laughs> twisty <laughs> Chip, Chip Tucker here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Character centric episodes. You'll, do you love them? And why? And if you don't, why? Uh, depends on the character. Okay. That's a, that's a good one. It depends on the alien. I never loved the Klingon wharf centric episodes in TNG, but I still really like the character wharf. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I don't, it, yeah, it really depends. I think if it's a standalone and this one's going to get, this one's going to lose any followers that we would have gotten, but like Haley keeps getting mad at me. You got to watch inner light again. I'm like, I have no desire to watch inner light. And everyone says it's one of the best freaking episodes of star Trek. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> uh, Boring in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. And so mm-hmm. there are, there's, but this was a good one because it's two people. It's not just one character. It's two characters coming together and being thrown into a situation. Um, much like, um, which episode was I thinking that was a really good character centric? Well, I, one that we're going to be doing on Rewind soon is the, um, the next phase, Jordy and Ro. Oh. They think they're, they're dead or they're not dead or yeah. whatever they are. But the two of them together trying to figure out the mm-hmm. plot of two characters that you don't get a lot of action I like right. it. Miles had some really good standalone episodes in 
DS9, as did Quark and Odo together when they're on that planet and they're trying to save each other. I barely remember, but I just remember watching it and being like, yes. Fantastic. Awesome. So I think I like pairs and unusual pairs when you're throwing them together. Odo and Loxana Mm -hmm. in in early DS9 or... um, there's probably I can't even think of right now a couple of the Chakotay Janeway on the planet and he makes her a bathtub. Oh my God. Like, yeah, uh, more than one person. I like a couple of pairs. That, that works a lot because there's a lot more that can be done. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, you get two different viewpoints of, mm-hmm. of what's happening and more of deep, deep in their brain, in their soul. Yeah. Um, because sometimes if you force a standalone, you end up getting an episode like Masks. <laughs> you don't need to have Data and then, doing no, an episode no. by himself. We, you know? we don't need to talk about that. Nope. Craptastic. That's, that's what happens sometimes when you, when you force a standalone episode in a way. I hear you. Because there's certain things like you're bringing up Worf. I, like the standalones with him, I go, God, he's a crappy dad. Uh, and yeah. I, so it's just like, oh, I, I, don't, I don't need more of crappy dad. Yeah. On. We'll move on from there. Or you get Beverly Crusher standalone episode and it involves a candle. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, watch out for some second degree burns on that one. <laughs> there you go. And you know, what's really amazing is these like on DS nine, Cisco and Jake on that little solar sailing ship. And it's another, just really the two of them. And when you can do these lifeboats in space episodes Mm -hmm. and bring out new things Mm -hmm. of the characters, I'm all for it. It, It's like, let's whether it, it succeeds for everyone or fails, at least there's the attempt there to deepen what's going on for everyone. Totally. I think, one thing that would have made this episode better and it would have given it the six slices was not only take away the whole to Paul, just that's just unnecessary, mm-hmm. but what if they had made it so that the ship knew there was a time crunch that they were there and they were dying and put that stress on it too. So not only do you have the perspective of those that are the victims, but you have the perspective of those rushing and worrying about it because that would have developed the captain and the rest of them. But instead they show up it's like, Oh, you guys only had an hour left. <laughs> we can laugh at that now. But if they were like, why can't this ship go freaking faster? We need uh-huh. Malcolm and trip to make the ship faster. And they're dying right now. Right. Like, that would they're have been good. Here. That would yeah. have been good. I can, I can only think is that they wanted to keep as much focus on the two yeah, as possible. Just and this isn't a dark drama, dramatic show. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. There we go. All right. Finally, here for from Chef is the relationship now between Reed and Tucker. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a much strong. I mean, he calls him Trip at the end, so there's a little bit of more collegiality than just we're, we're in the service together. I think so. I think they're going to have a little secret handshake or something out of this, and. Uh, you know, maybe they'll have dinner together or have lunch together once in a while. I think that it definitely, whether they like it or not, has bonded them in a way. I don't think it's going to be best friends overnight, but I think it's a, mm. an appreciation and understanding and a, hey, like I, I saw a side of you and you saw a side of me and we're never going to hold that against each other. Mm-hmm. We both 
thought we were dying and what was said and what happened that was ours like it's a private personal thing absolutely they've shared that together so it's something that no matter what else is going on may also influence how they react with each other with the other crew members Mm -hmm. of realizing okay we made it through this really awful thing together and um darn it (laughs) you all are important so yeah actions may change from that yeah it was a great episode Uh, it really was yeah really was well that closes us off on this episode which was shuttle pod one we will be back next time to discuss fusion as we continue to celebrate the 20th anniversary year of Enterprise. Until then, remember that you can subscribe to Discovering Trek by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or by heading to discoveringtrek.com. You can find us on Twitter at Discovering Trek. You sure can. Hit us up there, people, because, you know, we've got the the deal with the rhyming for season two. It's up to you. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> if we get over a thousand followers, we have to do it. If we get over two thousand followers, we won't do it. <laughs> we'll stop this podcast and save you all the pain of having to listen to us. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, I know. But if you are enjoying what we are doing here on Discovering Check and the Check Geeks Podcast Network, please consider supporting us on Patreon. As a subscriber, you can get access to the unedited recordings of episodes as well as exclusive content and great subscriber rewards like our annual supporters, Pins from Fansets, and our exclusive Trek Geeks Podcast Network t-shirt and other goodies I hear that are on the horizon. We would like to take a moment to recognize the following amazing producers of Discovering Trek. Thank you all for your support. And the producers are Mike Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonigal, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Jamie Rogers, Chris Tribuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, and Jess Vashon. Plus, the senior producer of Discovering Trek is Jude Tatman. Jude Tatman! If you'd like to become a producer of Discovering Trek or get access to the raw audio for Discovering Trek episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks for all the details. And until we can have seconds of that yummy sea bass, two to beam out. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.